Welcome to Girls and Boys, boys with an eye for girls who know why. Home of the crucial, open, and honest conversation between masculine and feminine lesbians. Here we go. So how was your day, August? It was a really good day. I got to go house hunting today and got to make some new friends and have a couple drinks and it just finished eating some really good pizza and now I get to talk to you. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Uh, that's a really good question. I hadn't sat down with anything in mind. Nothing? Nothing at all? Nothing at all in your mind? Okay. Well, we have a couple of topics. I think when we left off the last time, I had given you some topics. We were talking about surrendering. Oh, surrendering. Absolutely. I remember. Oh, see, oh my goodness, your 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 brain power is awesome. So so can you just catch me up on what we were talking about with surrendering? <laughs> we were talking about how um while I am not representative of all femmes as a femme, mm-hmm. I do feel the need to be able to surrender to a more masculine of center person. Ah, and what does surrender mean? Does that mean that you are uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking for a definition, so I don't want to make shit up. So uh-huh. go ahead. So we were talking about how surrendering is um, maybe the initial stage of an exchange of power where I give up a little bit of my power, but the masculine of center person brings it back to me. And we engage in a cycle of power exchange in oh, that way. You know, there, I don't even know if it's open. Maybe we should go visit that sometime. The power exchange in San Francisco, which is as is has that whole dynamic i'm not familiar with that what is it it's called the power exchange so it's a um s&m they call it an s&m but i i think it's a bdsm club there were people that want to um exercise that kind of dynamics can go and be with other folks that exercise that same dynamics i see i'd be into that oh, oh okay well you've here to hear i see you got me tongue-tied uh-huh. tongue-tied <laughs> well you've heard it here okay all right, so anything else you want to say about surrendering? No. You just want to surrender? Yes. What makes you want to surrender? Um, is that a characteristic? Is that a... No, it's a desire. It is, being able to surrender fully is an expression of deep trust. Mm-hmm. So it's the deep trust that I'm really after. Mm-hmm. And what does deep trust look like for you? Mm. Um, it looks like um, a partner knowing who I am and what my boundaries are mm-hmm. and being with me up to and including those boundaries and you know only taking me past those boundaries if mm. they n- know that I can go there mm-hmm. and have you ever surrendered that much no so how do you know that you want to surrender that much? Um, because when I fantasize, that's what I think about. Surrendering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you want to share some of your fantasies? <laughs> Not particularly. I mean, if you, I mean, that, okay, okay, okay. Wait, hold know. on. Let me, let me sip this drink right, real quick. Gonna sip a dr- okay. It is now a sip, a drink. Water, tea, alcoholic beverage, whatever it is, there is non-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
What was the question? Mm-hmm. It was one of those questions. Mm-hmm. Surrendering. Oh, what do I fantasize mm-hmm. about? Um, I fantasize about being consumed by someone else's energy. What's that mean? What does that look like? Um, that as a femme, the way I give is by receiving. Mm-hmm. And so to be laid out on my back receiving oh. Oh. someone's oh. sexual energy. Oh, okay. Can you be a little bit more explicit on your back receiving? Are we drawing <laughs> cartoons? What are we doing? Are we making art on each other's bodies? What are we doing? I, 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 well, I we are to... making art together. Okay. It doesn't have to be making love, but it is definitely making a type of art together. Continue. Um... Um, let me think. Um, Mm -hmm. so like when I'm on my back, Mm. the things I like to say that turn me on that I know turn on my partner are Mm -hmm. things like take me, I'm yours. Mm -hmm. This is yours. Mm -hmm. I belong to you. Mm hmm. Um, so is that just because you're on your back? That's everybody gets that? No, no, definitely okay, not. Okay, I just want to um, clarify that. Those things are true with the right partner, even if I'm on top. Mm-hmm. And that can be sexy in its own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, please continue, because I'm sure that there's a lot of boys out there that are very interested in listening. <laughs> I'm one of them. Um. Okay, well, I'm feeling a little shy, so can you ask me a directive question? Okay, so you were on your back. I sure can. So you were on your back, and you are giving motivational speeches. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Motivational speeches. So are they always sincere, or are they just in the moment? No, no, they're always sincere. And I won't say something Mm -hmm. to a partner that's not true. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just don't know where to go with that. So, so um, while I I do like saying things that are true, I also really love hearing things that are true. Mm-hmm. So um, if a partner tells me in the heat of the moment that my pussy is theirs and it has always been theirs, that makes me really hot. Mm. Now, what partner would that be? Or is that just something you're fantasizing about? No, it's a real person, but I can't tell you who it is. Oh. Well, that's no fun. That's no fun. Do you think she'll be on the show? Probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably. Knowing what I know about her, she'll probably be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Will we be able to identify, aha, you're the one? Mm, Probably not. If I've played my cards well, probably not. Oh, okay. So you're like an undercover lover. Oh, an undercover freak. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about what the word freak means what's the word freak Mm. mean to you okay the word freak means that you're willing to do things and put yourself in literal positions (laughs) that you would not put yourself in or that you would not allow most people to see you in so it's can we get an example being being a freak is like a very special thing that you just do can we get an example oh an example um sure we need an example (laughs) there are plenty um plenty of examples let's see i think part of being a freak is being very um specific about what you want 
mm-hmm. as a person and as a woman and as a femme. So I think it's kind of freaky when I when I demand what I want. Like, Ooh. baby, let me get on all fours for you off the side of the bed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm getting a visual in my mind. But there's there's a a mirror side mm-hmm. to freak. You know, we've we've all heard this. Uh, is, isn't it a ludicrous song? We want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I take great pride in making sure that I am a lady in the street and a freak in the bed. Oh, okay. Meaning, no one but my partner is going to know what I'm actually like in bed. So, are you? What do you just look like in? So, freak, huh? All right. Explain again. So, a freak is when you're very specific with your partner. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just my definition, right? So, you're very specific with your partner about your physical and sexual need, and you're saying Mm -hmm. it very plainly. So. Baby, let me get on all fours for you on the mm. side of the bed. Mm. Have you ever had a Baby, woman... let me spread my legs for you. What woman... Baby, get on top of me. Okay, so we're going to... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a drink and some water. Okay, I'm going to have a drink too. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers that, to freaks. Because uh, you consider yourself a freak? Well, first and foremost, I'm a lady. Mm-hmm. Ladies don't typically reveal whether or not they are freaks, but in the spirit of transparency for the podcast, mm-hmm. I'll take one for the team and I'll say, yes, okay. I am a freak because I do very clearly ask or demand for what I want in bed. And what do you... <clears throat> I just smack my lips. Okay, that is so uncle. What do you <laughs> <laughs> ask or demand in bed? Um, to change positions, mm-hmm. to hit it a different way Mm -hmm. to let me do something different Mm -hmm. um but sometimes also i just take control and i don't ask okay for instance can you just give us i really like to initiate sex okay so i like to use my feminine wiles to Uh, oh okay you know turn on my partner and bring them to the point where they have to keep going oh so you want them to be hungry Yes. I like to call it the hunger. We're going to have a podcast on the hunger. We should have a podcast about the hunger. Would you say that your freak has evolved? That is a very interesting question. Probably. I think when I was much, much younger, um, my expression of freakiness was probably very much dictated by music videos of the time. Ah. Um, but Can you give us an example? I mean, I grew up in the age of... That what what was it a Nelly video where mm-hmm. some guy's swiping a credit card in the girl's ass, <laughs> right? So like that's oh. the, that's the kind of. So has your freakiness has has the freak in you grown changed, or have you seen an an an, an evolution? Yeah, for sure. Okay. When so the, I've always been a freak. Like even. Even as a teenager in high school, like the things I wanted to do were very much outside the realm of mm-hmm. vanilla normalcy. Um, but as I've gotten older and become much more secure in my own personhood and mm-hmm. womanhood, my freakiness is it, it has transformed. Like it's less about specific acts and mm-hmm. more about the energy that I'm bringing 
to the situation. Um, you know, okay. knowing what my power is in a sexual situation and really playing up that power. I think that's part of what freakiness is. You're going to ask for an example. I know. <laughs> I will always ask for examples because we need those. And after you give me an example, I want to talk about the power dynamic. Okay. So an example would be, um, One very small example would be, you know, if my intimate partner is sitting on the couch and I'm straddling her and we're making out and I just move her hands onto my ass. Like, Mm. I know I have a big ass. I know that she likes my big ass. So I'm just encouraging that contact and that connection because I'm aware of that power. Okay. I I think I, I would like another example. Another example. Yes. Just, you know, maybe two or three more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So another example would be not even just me specifically, but anyone really knowing what your partner's preferences are Mm -hmm. and creating situations that allow those preferences to originate organically. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I know that my partner likes a certain position, I may ensure that I find myself in that position at some point during our rendezvous so that my partner has the experience of that happening quote unquote organically even though I've pre-planned it to please her oh very nice to know very nice to know well I think (laughs) okay let's talk about the power exchange um as a femme, is the power exchange a difficult or a compromising exchange for you? I think it can be if you let it or if you're not secure in your own power and what your own power can do for you. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had periods of time where that has been the case for me. Like maybe the partnership had a slight mismatch or something mm-hmm. um, or, or an energetic mismatch but do you want to elaborate um yeah like i've found myself in sexually intimate moments with people where it did feel like i was giving up something that wasn't being returned to me Mm -hmm. or i was giving up more than the person was returning to me Mm -hmm. so for me the exchange of power and the comfort in the exchange of power is really dependent on the partner Mm -hmm. and um I guess to some degree you don't really know until you're in the moment mm-hmm. how much you can give. But does that have to be a does it have to be sexual can it can Mm-mm. can't you understand that dynamic uh, outside of a sexual exchange? I think you can but I think you also have to be um not crafty but like you have to know as a femme specifically you have mm-hmm. to know okay what are the situations i can put myself in so i can gather this data mm-hmm. and okay, then and then create the situation so you can get the information okay okay i like this because i because the first thing we say collecting data I'm, I'm thinking of a honeybee where they're just like scratching and they're, they're they're like moving around getting all the pollen and mm-hmm. they're it's not like collecting data, but they are selective about mm-hmm. the pollen. Everything mm-hmm. doesn't go and stick right. to them. They have right. to get the juiciest choices. So let's talk about collecting. So let me give you some examples because yes. you yes. really like examples. Yes. So um, for me, one of the things is 
if I'm going to be intimate with someone, they need to be a good driver. Okay. A driver totally random, of... maybe for like a car. Okay. Like maybe this is random for some people, but I need to know <laughs> that if we're traveling together, am I going to be safe? Mm-hmm. So firstly, are they a good driver? Like, mm-hmm. do they make me want to press that, that <laughs> ghost brake on the passenger <laughs> side of the seat? Um, you know, if we get the chance to travel together on an airplane, I want to see how do they go through security? How do they handle authority? Am I going to feel safe mm-hmm. with this person if something happens and I need to trust that they're going to take care of communicating with someone in power? Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of other things like that. I want to see before I'm intimate with someone, I want to mm-hmm. see how do they behave with their friends? How do they behave with strangers? And like, is this a person who could, if they had to get me through like tricky situations, like the zombie apocalypse, like the zombie apocalypse. If the zombies come y'all, I'm good for it. So those are, so those are kind of like, um, early markers. So if a boy doesn't pass those tests, what does it mean? No pussy. <laughs> it all does boil down to the golden pussy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so say a boy passes maybe two-thirds of those. Mm-hmm. Then it's my discretion. Like, do I want to fuck this person because I really want to have sex with them? Okay, great. But then there's probably not going to be a relationship. Okay, how about one third? So if you're there's probably no re- not like they don't get any pussy for one it, third. It, it's try? like a fuzzy boundary, right? A fuzzy. If they're a fuzzy really, bushy boundary. If they're really really hot, mm-hmm. maybe it's a lower boundary. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to be honest, right? If you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that I mm-hmm. just um, ended a ten year relationship. So I'm not saying that I've done this a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm some of this I'm speaking theoretically, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, the older I get, the choosier I become. Mm. So you are a choosy lover. Choosy I am a choosy lover. lover. Yeah. Okay. Mostly, mostly because um, the more life experience I get, the more I understand that, like, bad shit that might pop off for mm-hmm. future August mm-hmm. can be prevented by current August. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to participate in some shit that you already see very clearly in the now for the future yeah like i want to be kind to my future self okay kind to your future self very nice very nice okay so you were in a relationship for 10 years Mm -hmm. we're not going to review it for very long um are you in a relationship now no are you looking for one um i am open to it i understand that um, I don't need to have a timeline because the universe already has one for me. Mm-hmm. I just need to be receptive to seeing um, it when it appears. Mm-hmm. What do you think it looks like when it appears? What do you um, think it will look like when it appears? I don't think it'll look like anything. I think it will feel like something. Mm-hmm. I think it will feel like electricity and magnetism. Mm-hmm. Can you, Okay. Can you further explain that? Um... Yeah, so electricity, if you think about it from a scientific or a physical science perspective, Mm -hmm. electricity is simply the transference of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the past, when I've been in close proximity to people who um, make me feel excited, it feels electric, like there's this transference of energy, Mm -hmm. like 
I want your energy, you want my energy, mm-hmm. we are swirling together in our energy, and it feels really good. Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, that's a clue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so was there that energy with your 10-year relationship? Um, yeah, like, at the beginning of our relationship, it was like I just described. And over time, the energy changes. So... Um, I would say that it shifts from this really heightened state of excitement Mm -hmm. over time. It develops into comfort and care and routine Mm -hmm. and safety. And those are all really, really wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I am looking forward to having the initial excitement again, like Mm -hmm. whenever it happens and whatever is next, I'm looking forward to feeling that initial energetic exchange. So maybe you're just looking for energetic exchanges for the initial excitement. I don't think so. Explain. Um, If you'd like. I'm a person who really does want to be devoted to someone. Mm -hmm. I really do want to be in partnership. I want to be coupled with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, given the, well, not but, and given the experience I've just come out of, Mm -hmm. um, I recognize that whatever, whatever and whoever I'm going to be with next, it'll probably be very different. Mm -hmm. So, August, you talked about devotion. Um, One of the things I want to, I think is a different perspective that is not really talked about is femme and and masculine center. It's a girl and boy devotion. Mm-hmm. I think that from from what I've seen, a, a boy's devotion, B-O-I-S, is kind of um, given a lot of leeway. Say more? Leeway in the fact that like we allow tomboys to have dalliances. Explain dalliances for those of well, us. Dalliance is a beautiful word. And I know uh, you, you love to say it. Which I believe comes from the French language. Mm-hmm. Um, a dalliance is basically cheating, but it sounds much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Anything sounds nicer in French, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, say more. I, I didn't mean to do. No, no, no. I think you, we were on the right track. Um you're not representative of all films, but but I think that that um, the road is one way in that. Mm-hmm. It's still very gendered. Like we we have this very gendered um, expectation that it's okay for men to cheat and have lovers, but it's not okay for women to do the same. And similarly, in the lesbian space Mm -hmm. we we have the same expectations that it's the femme who should be you know have her blinders on to the tomboy and be devoted but yeah okay the tomboy is allowed to do her and her and her on the side (laughs) and from your perspective of your femme perspective how do you feel about that um so my perspective is that it's all about what the agreement is Mm -hmm. in the relationship Mm -hmm. and um i think this is probably an unpopular view i think people tend to be much more i think femmes tend to be much more possessive mm-hmm. um and i say all of this actually not even in the context of 
lesbian relationships, but all relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the most important thing in a relationship is that the parties, whether there's two or three or more, right? Because mm. we can include polyamorous people here. Mm-hmm. Um, communication and agreement is really fundamental. So whatever you are agreeing to, I think it's important to stick to that and mm-hmm. to revisit the agreements if they need to change and mm-hmm. not um, not consider the agreements as fixed. So let me give some examples, okay. right? So if I have an agreement with one partner that neither of us will be sexually active with anyone else, mm-hmm. if I become sexually active with someone else, I have broken the agreement. Mm-hmm. Um I don't, as a person, I don't like to break my agreements. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in that type of situation and I feel like I want to have sexual intimacy with someone who is not that partner, mm-hmm. I either need to revisit and amend the agreement with mm-hmm. my partner to allow me to have sexual intimacy with other people, mm-hmm. or I need to end that agreement, which usually means ending the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I take sort of a a very li- literal approach to it. And I think where people kind of, people in relationships go off track is that they, they don't have the balls to do the communication that's required when mm-hmm. they need an amendment to the agreement. Right. Whether the agreement is implicit, which means for most people, okay, if we're in a relationship, we're not going to have sex with anyone mm-hmm. else. Um, or specific, which is like something else. Mm -hmm. Does that answer the question? It does. I think most people live their life implicitly. Right. From especially, I mean, I I believe that Disney fucked up a lot of generations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, um, I think having sex and and especially having sex with multiple people is a biological and an evolutionary benefit when Mm -hmm. you think about most species in the animal kingdom most Mm -hmm. of them do not mate for life Mm -hmm. and because i consider myself a citizen scientist and i've read about why this is like Mm -hmm. it's because genetic diversity is really really important Mm -hmm. and sure in lgbt relationships we often aren't in relationship for procreation although sometimes we are Mm -hmm. um that urge to i hate this phrase but spread one seed so to speak (laughs) is still there and Mm -hmm. so um so i do understand intellectually why people want to cheat i mean they're not i think from a biological perspective they're not cheating Mm -hmm. most of the animal kingdom procreates with multiple partners over time Mm -hmm. humanity is kind of an aberration where we've overlaid all of these social agreements and social constructs on Mm -hmm. top of sex on top of relationship Mm -hmm. um often as a way of controlling people Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is all a very long-winded way of saying that um, ultimately, for me, it's up to the people in the relationship to decide what the boundaries are, especially Mm -hmm. as it relates to sex and sex with other people. Okay. All of that said, for me personally, I don't really want the burden of having to manage emotional relationships with more than one person at, Mm -hmm. at a time. For me... Maybe it's because I'm female or a woman. I would find it very challenging to have 
to be sexually intimate with more than one person because I have to be able to have an emotional connection. So do you mean femme because I'm female and a woman and I may not share the same perspective? Um, Just fem- the femme perspective? I of- wouldn't drill down that deep because, okay. because um, I'm speaking stereotypically, but I think stereotypically more women than men probably need an emotional connection to be mm-hmm. able to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been studies that have shown this, although I don't know for sure. So I'm just pulling this out of my butt. So yeah, I mean, maybe it's a femme thing. I don't know. I want to ask you a question if that's okay. Absolutely. So you said that, um, you actually think a bit differently about this. So I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. are you a type of person who does feel okay to be sexually intimate with more than one person at a time? And if so, would you share more about that? Yes, I'll share. I, um, I've never encountered a woman that could balance everything that I need. Mm-hmm. And it's not the femme's fault. I think that it is discovering who I am. Mm-hmm. I like the attention of feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what do you mean by the attention of feminine energy? There's something intoxicating about feminine energy. There's so, something. Like, but can it be any type of femme? No, it can't be any type of. It's not. That didn't, every pussy is up for game. No, it is. I have a very particular. Think of it as I walk into a bar. I don't want to be cheesy. And the bar has all wine that is like cheap shit I'm going to walk out of that bar Mm -hmm. but I walk into another social establishment who maybe has a the kind of wine or the kind of tequila or the kind of bourbon I drink Mm -hmm. then I will be more attentive Mm. to that I see okay so it's it it is just not a woman that identifies themselves as femme it is a very it's like a a flavor yes it's like a flavor. I like that. <laughs> I have a very refined flavor. Mm, okay. So how do you know when you've found the flavor? When you are underneath the covers and the windows are open and it's cold and the blankets and the quilts are just like perfect and you don't want to get out. It, it is a knowing. It is a, it's a fine dance and you don't even have to talk to a woman. It mm. is an energy exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's an energy exchange. It, it is a... And it's not like, I'm going to fuck you. It's just like, I want to get to know you. And for me, in being masculine of center, it is, I don't want to dominate her. I Mm. want to compliment her. Mm. Whereas if we're just going to fuck, I just want to dominate you and keep it moving. Mm. That's really, really interesting because I think in our culture, like the culture of gender polarity within the lesbian community, Mm -hmm. um, we, we have this expectation or myth Mm -hmm. that masculine of center women do want to dominate their Mm -hmm. partners at least sexually and so what I hear you saying is for you um, that like magnetic electric femme intoxicating energy actually makes you want to sort of collaborate with her acquiesce I I have no problem with being uh, a masculine of center acquiescing acquiesce you know the word I'm saying yes is is not a um, from a position of non-power. 
So and it's I've, not non-power. Oh, absolutely not. It is. It is a beautiful dance. Mm. Mm-hmm. I never want to dominate any of my any woman in my life. I don't, unless there's certain definitives that. I draw the line too, and I explain why these are definitive, mm. but I never want to dominate because that is, that, that to me is foolish. Mm. Have you had women in the past who wanted you to dominate Absolutely. them? Absolutely. And how did that work out? Since, um, since it sounds like that's not really what you want to be doing. When I was younger and I didn't know, I didn't know, I thought that being masculine of center was domination, that I didn't know any better. But it wasn't satisfying mm. because you're always having to live for her, to live for you, to control the situation. I don't want to control a situation. I want a partnership. Mm. You want to scaffold, build it as Correct. you're going. If I don't know something, I'm okay to say, I don't know, babe, I don't know. Babe, I don't, can you help? I have no problem with that. I have no problem with it. I think, I think the most important um, uh, masculine um, examples I had was my father mm-hmm. and he was very gentle with my mother mm-hmm. and and she ran a lot of things but she also gave him his masculine mm. she complimented his masculine he she did, never did overstepped ob- that did you observe her to create situations that let his masculine shine or like allow his masculine absolutely absolutely do you think she did that knowingly i think she did that because she loved him and that he complimented her feminine Mm -hmm. and she complimented his masculine and they knew the dynamics of it wasn't a domination of Mm -hmm. either way it Mm -hmm. was a cooperation Mm -hmm. of this is what i need this is what you need let's make it work Mm -hmm. so if you translate that to the femme tomboy or femme stud or femme butch dynamic, what mm-hmm. would you say? What did, yeah, what would you say to femmes about um, helping femmes help their beloved masculine of center <laughs> women? I would say um, first get a balanced masculine of center. Get a balanced boy. What does that mean? That means one that knows themselves. Um, I don't. I, I don't buy into hypermasculinity. Hypermasculinity means, and I have been there, means you don't know who you are, and so you're compensating. Um, find um, if if you have labels and you have expectations that are based upon something you don't know, are based upon something somebody told you, then it's not wise because usually that is. A hypermasculine, because that's what society says. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're choosing a boy, choose a boy that is very confident in knowing who they are, and let their natural boy show you mm. who they are. Who they are, and if they can't show you who they are, then they're probably not um, there yet. Mm. And that's the same for femmes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of femmes they try to be um, ultra femme. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize what that brings, what that means, what it, and just be relaxed in your femininity. So I have a question for you. Absolutely. You, you just full of questions. Girl. Is femme a presentation or a way of being? Oh, superficially it's a presentation. And 
me as a boy, presentation is important. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you there. I'm not going to lie to you there. Um, what's the presentation? What's the importance of the presentation for you? Like, what are the details of femme pre- presentation that catch your eye? I am a tits, ass, heels, very feminine, nails done, just presentation. Because that's what I see. I don't want anybody that's just got done playing football or whatever. I, I just don't. I don't. And if she does, I don't. I, I I don't. So you like symbols of softness? Yes. Symbols of softness. Yes. I do. I like symbols of softness. Symbols of softness is what gets my interest. Um, and then it is the actual. Way of being. Yes. Okay. And so what about the way of being? It's still It's still softness. Well, that does it for us. Let us know what you think. Email us at girlsandboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's G-I-R-L-S-A-N-D-B-O-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail. We'll talk to you soon.